I'd like to thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. I'm Pastor Otis Barnett of Calvary Church in Inverness, Florida. We are doing a series of messages on the Holy Spirit. One of the distinguishing marks of a Christian is the presence and leadership of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We believe that God is calling all of us to grow in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And our prayer for you is that God will move powerfully as you apply these principles to your everyday life. If you would like more information about the ongoing ministry of Calvary Church, please visit us at our website at InvernessCalvary.com. We've been studying um, the Holy Spirit. And last week, we just got a, just a, I, I just felt like God said, stop right here. And so I kind of got part two of a, of a sermon that I started last week called Holy Spirit, the gift of God. Now, what you need to understand about the Holy Spirit, if you haven't been with us during this series, one of the distinguishing marks of a Christian is the presence of God. This, this, is, the, this is the part that we've kind of... Uh, we, we've kind of been missing uh, as the body of Christ that we have, we've actually missed that in the Old Testament that the presence was carried on the ark, but in the New Testament you became the ark. You became the place of God's presence. And Romans 8.14 tells us what that looks like. It says, says this, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. That there is a clear, defined relationship with the Holy Spirit. A, a real partnership with God. A hearing from God. A, a leading from God. And, and an empowerment from God, the Holy Spirit. And just so you understand, and for the sake of clarity, because there's a lot of false teaching out there, uh, 2 Corinthians tells us this very clearly, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We, we always focus on the last half of that and say, wow, there's freedom where God is, but here, here's what it also says, the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. He's not a force. It's not just a force, as, as some false religions would say. Right down the street, they're right now, they knock on doors every week, and they say the Holy Spirit's not God. The Holy Spirit's God. And so, when we come into the presence of the Lord, the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit, we are in the presence of God. And you and I are carriers of the presence of God. We're, 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 we're just going to press in deeper. And last week we, we, we showed you where the title 
came from, from this sermon called The Gift of God. This is the, a title given to the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 8. And it was a moment where uh, this man, Simon, who had been born again, who had been uh, involved in all kinds of witchcraft, he gets born again, but he sees the power of God actually flowing through the apostles. And in Acts chapter 8, verse 18 through 20, he says this, he says, When Simon saw that through the laying on the, of the apostles' hands that the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to them, Your money perish with you, because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. Notice the title given by Peter there, the gift of God. They're talking about the Holy Spirit. He he is the gift of God. And church, I, I just want to say this to you, and I, I say it with much fear and trembling. Uh, a lot of the church uh, is, is looking into the eyes of Christ as he extends out the gift of God through the Holy Spirit. He's extending out the gift of God, and much of the church is saying, no, thank you. No, thank you. And that's why, when, that's why I believe the Lord wanted us to say, you know what, we want to, we want to confront everything in our hearts that, 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 that comes up that we say, you know, we kind of would, would like the Holy Spirit to, um, not show up whenever I invite my neighbor. You ever had that thought? You, you finally get them to come to church and that is the week. The Holy Spirit shows up and somebody's running around the sanctuary and somebody gets a powerful touch, you know, and they're like, you're like, oh, what is my neighbor thinking? And you're like, they're going to run for their lives. And the truth be told, most of the time when God starts moving powerfully, they are like, I don't know what that is, but I want that presence that's in the room. And I, I just want to say this to every person who takes like a little bit of a humanistic approach to, um, to winning people for Christ, that we'll get them in and then we'll tell them about the Holy Spirit later. <laughs> Come on. You're talking about God. That's God you're talking about. And, you know, and, and that's what we kind of think. We could just get them in, and then we'll do sneak attack. Okay? Uh, you know, it's <laughs> um, we need all of those walls to come down. Those are in us. And I want to give you a great word. The Lord spoke to me a long time ago when the Holy Spirit started moving in my living room, and I could not understand what he was doing. I was hosting these meetings in my living room in Cape Coral, and there were these young people in, and, and, and literally there were these girls on my tile floor, and the only thing I could say about what was going on is that when the Holy Spirit came on, came on them, they got snotted. Only a few people know what I'm talking about. 
like where they get so touched by God and they start weeping so hard that snot is coming out of their face, mouth, it's drooling and it's everywhere on my floor, okay? And that's going on. And then, I'll never forget this one night, when that was going on, it's like weeping, wailing snot all over my towel, all over my tile. In my, in my kitchen, there was a, a young man who had been gripped with the spirit of suicide. When the Holy Spirit hit him, he started laughing uncontrollably. He's running around, rolling around into my oven and into my cabinets, laughing out loud. All of the guys are laughing. All of the girls are weeping and snotting. And I am going... (laughs) And I hear these words. You can trust the Holy Spirit. I'm going to continue to tell this story because what happened next blew my mind. From all of the cars that were parked across the street, somebody had just left the bar and they saw all the cars and they knew that there was a must be of some kind of radical party going on in that house. They parked their car, walked across the street. There were these family members who had been fighting outside. They went outside in the presence of God to get right. They had just gotten right with each other and and been reconciled. And this guy walks up and alcohol is on his breath. And he's like, "Woo! is the party here? And the guy, I love that the guy outside was bold enough to say, yeah, come on in, it's a party. He's like, and then right before he hit the door, he said, it's a Holy Ghost party. And the guy tells me later, who is still in the kingdom today, who is still living for God today, this is what he said. He said, I was walking to the door and I heard that guy say, Holy Ghost. And I said, Holy Ghost? Because that's the only Holy Ghost he knew was Father, Son. He just knew this was the Holy Ghost. He would say this later, that he stepped over the mantle of my house and the snotting and the crying (laughs) and the uncontrollable laughter is going on and now a guy from bar that I don't know walks in my house. And I've just heard, you can trust the Holy Spirit. I'm like, when I saw that dude walk in my house, I'm like, God, this better be you. This better be you. This better be you. And he walked in, he looks at the girls, and they're weeping, crying, and snotting, not stopping, and even looking at him. And he comes in the door, and he hears the laughter from the kitchen. I'll never begin the shock, the shock look on his face. He's still coming into my house, and he hears the laughter, and he's looking over there. And sure enough, one of the guys, he knew. Because it was his former drug dealer that God had radically saved just weeks before and filled with God's spirit. And and so he comes into the house and then gives his life to the Lord in the midst of the snot and the laughter. And he gets born again. And And then he's like, my roommate needs Jesus. 
So he calls his roommate, who's, a, who's an admitted drug addict and alcoholic and, and womanizer and everything. And then his, by this time, now we know somebody's coming who's not born again. So all of us are praying in the Holy Spirit. When that guy walked in, it was like a scene. You know, he, he, he just walked in. He was like, what's up? You know, <laughs> real huge guy. That guy comes in. He'd been running from God for years and years and years. And the presence of God touched him. He repented and got totally set free and said one of the most radical things I've ever heard. When we prayed for him to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, this cry came out of him. And he said this, yelled it. This is better than relations between a husband and wife. Seriously, that's what he yelled out. I mean, I mean, what what else are you measuring your life's experience by? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. And all I'm going to say is, I don't know how that worked, but you can trust the Holy Spirit as He's delivering and touching and and people getting set free of suicide, and it looks like chaos. Sometimes, but you can trust the Holy Spirit. That's why last week we talked to you. You know, when He shows up, you get holiness. You get set apart. There's something different about your life. Not only do you get do you get this thing, of the, the 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 gift of holiness when the gift of God shows up, but you also get the gift of boldness. And so, if you're in that kind of moment where God's moving and people are walking in your house, getting born again, you better have a little bit of His nature of boldness in you. Otherwise, you're going to be like, ah, I'm going to just back up from this moment. But it would have been, it would have been a mistake because that, that, that man whose name is Sean, who still serves in the house of God still to this day, led to the salvation of his daughter. He had a daughter at the time, and then she gets born again, and then other people get touched, and he's been ministering and serving in the house of God since this, is, this happened in, in 1998. Still living for God, you know, 20 years later out of a moment where God says you can trust the Holy Spirit. And so I'm, I'm, I'm praying that, that today that we will walk in a deeper level of trust when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Well, um, uh, what we begin to understand is that, when, that every gift in the natural comes with a nature and a purpose. And we talked about how we receive the gift of holiness when he shows up and the gift of boldness. Well, this week we're going to talk about the gift of power. The gift of power. Acts 1.8 says this. It says, when, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And so I, I want you to see that, that it, it, it's, 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 it's a beautiful connection, but there's two distinct things that happen. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, first thing that happens is power shows up. As a result of the gift of power, you will be witnesses for Christ. Many times what we've done in our modern day church is we've tried to remove power from our witness. 
We've tried to remove power from our witness. That means that we would never lay hands on an unbeliever and, and pray for them to be healed before they receive Jesus. When that's exactly what God is calling us to do. And God is saying, no, 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 I want you to have this power. This word power is actually this word uh, dunamis. It, it, it means God's miracle working power. It's the explosive power of God. It is amazing. It's, it's dynamic. It's the, a power to achieve by applying the Lord's inherent abilities. I want you to hear that. It's the power to achieve by applying His abilities, not yours. Many people think we're not winning people for Christ because we, 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 can't, we, we don't have all the Scriptures memorized. I think the reason that we're really not winning as many people to Christ isn't because we don't have enough Scripture memorized and we need to memorize more. It's because we're not introducing His abilities before we show up. That means if they got introduced to who Jesus was and then had to ask this question, by the way, what's your name? That's the proper order. It's that we introduce this power and then, the, then Acts 1.8 says that we will be witnesses. The, the word witness there, the closest word in English to that word witness is actually martyr. It means that we will experience a power from the Holy Spirit that we're so convinced of, that we're so confident in, that nothing, nothing, not even death, can stop us from carrying this message to the ends of the earth. That Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, that He paid the sins, for paid for the sins of all humanity, was buried, and on the third day, God raised him from the dead and all who believe in him can have and experience eternal life that message is carried by people who are meant to be full of power the apostle paul said he says listen i didn't bring this gospel to you with wise and persuasive words but in a demonstration of the spirit's power nothing wrong with being able to defend the faith i want you to grow in your understanding of the scriptures and and how to rightly divide them but I want us also to grow in relationship with the third person of the Godhead called the Holy Spirit because there is something dynamic that he brings to our witnessing. And it's this gift of power. And 1 Corinthians chapter 12 tells us about how the gifts of power manifest. Now, there are, you know, some would say, about 24 different gifts listed throughout the Bible. All of those gifts actually are connected to the person of the Holy Spirit. But there are some that are given by the Father. There are some that are given by the Son. And there are, there are gifts that are given by the Holy Spirit. Today we're going to talk about the gifts given by the Holy Spirit. And I want you to see these and want you to understand uh, these maybe in a, a brand new light, maybe for the first time. It says, listen to this, it says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit, some translations say, for the good of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom 
through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. But the one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one, listen to that, distributing to each one individually, as he wills. Now, what you need to understand, and we're talking about the gift of God, this word gift right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we call these the nine manifestation gifts of the Holy Spirit. These are the nine manifestation gifts. These are manifestations of the Spirit in power. So when, when the Holy Spirit shows up to testify of Jesus, these are the nine ways that, that he will distribute power. Now there, now, there there are some other things that this cover a wide, wide blanket, but these are the nine ways that power shows up and flows through the believer. Now here's what you need to understand about this. These are not gifts that you can operate in apart from the Holy Spirit. These are all supernatural gifts. And they require the Holy Spirit to operate in them. This is another like one of those roadblocks. So, Because sometimes when we read the scripture, we're like, oh, faith. Yeah, okay, moving on. Oh, interpretation of tongues. That's just somebody who can translate languages. They just study in the natural and, and they, can just, they just become a person who is a translator. No that's, no, that's just a translator. These are gifts that all require the Holy Spirit to operate in. And they come into the life of a believer that has been filled with his presence. Now they fit into three natural categories, these, these gifts. The first category is called the mind gifts. And I'm going to teach you a little bit here. And then we're going to pray for an impartation this morning. They fall into three natural categories. These are mind gifts or revelation gifts. And, and the, the, the first is the word of knowledge. We read it. It was the word of knowledge. And I describe that this way, the power to be informed. Okay? I'll give you an example. I'll just tell you some stories, if you like stories. A couple of weeks ago, you know, when Irma was hitting, I was actually up in Toronto and doing a conference up there and preaching to a bunch of radical Arab believers. It was awesome. God began to move in power. Uh, the, and at the very end, I was just ministering to these people, and the Lord operates this way with me sometimes. And, um, <clears throat> well, a lot, of, a lot of times. And, um, and, and I, I laid my hands on this girl at the very end. I was actually had been praying since 11 a.m., and I was finishing up. It was about 2 in the afternoon. So, uh, I put my hands on this girl, and all of a sudden, I saw this giant engagement ring. I saw a picture of a giant engagement ring, and I saw, saw it flying through the air, and it comes and rests on her hand. And I'm like, whoo, thank you, Lord. I'm like, hey, you may not want everybody to know this, so come over here. And I pulled her to the side, and I said, I said, the Lord says to you that you a, a ring is coming soon. And her friend is freaking out. She's freaking out. 
And I'm like, yeah, awesome. It's just a supernatural piece of information. You say, what do you do with that? You just say what the Lord says to say. They're freaking out. And I'm like, awesome. This is terrific. Well, it turns out I didn't, I didn't put it all together. There was this worship leader who was there leading worship all weekend. And somebody had told him about this word that she was given. And, he, and, and as I'm walking out of the last service, he puts his arm around this girl and said, she's mine. I'm like, ooh. I'm like, I'm like, I was like, you better get a good ring. And this is what he said. I already have it. And literally within seven days, he had this massive thing that was already had been planned to do the weekend after this whole thing. And he had oh, this, you know, this storybook. I saw the, the video of it. They sent it to me where, where they, they just remembered all of the things that God had brought them through together just as they met as very young uh, young people. And then in the end, he takes out this ring and gives it to her. And, and it was just a confirmation that saying, hey, God's saying he's in this relationship. Now, can you as a young person, can you imagine if God had come down and saying, hey, I'm putting my kiss on your marriage? Because that day they left going, man, we're in the will of God. So good. Well, that's a, it's a power to really be informed. It's a power to know. And, and I, 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 just, I just want you to know that the Holy Spirit will oftentimes do that. He will give you a supernatural piece of information that you could not have known any other way. I tell a story about the, the uh, pink polka dotted underwear. Or one day I laid hands on a young man where I was talking about this gift. And I said, it would be like this. And I just put my hand on him, it, 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 you know, and I said his name. I said, it would be like this. <laughs> Roger is wearing pink polka dotted underwear. I just came out of my mouth. And I was joking. I was kind of trying to jest. And he really turned red. I thought it was just because he was just kind of a quiet guy until that next Wednesday he comes into youth and I see him carrying underwear and he's running at me, okay? And officially there's an unwritten rule in youth ministry. If any young person is running at you uh, with underwear, you can rebuke them harshly. And so I did that. I said, you stop right now. I don't know what you're doing with the underwear in your hand, but... Didn't your mom ever tell you not to run with a knife? It applies to underwear as well. Stop it. He's like carrying this boxer shorts. He's like, no, i got to tell you what's happened. I was like, okay, this is really weird. And he tells a story about how the night before he had just gotten these boxer shorts that his mom uh, had bought for him as a gift. And they had these, um, these smiley faces all over them. And they were white with these smiley faces all over them. But the night before that Sunday when we were teaching the class, she had accidentally thrown his boxer shorts in with the red clothing. And so when they came out of the dryer, they were pink polka dotted underwear. You say, why would God do that? Just so I could tell you. 
just so I could tell everybody that the Holy Spirit reveals stuff. And you're, you're just like, you don't even know. You don't even know. What do you have to do? You just got to get filled with God's Spirit and filled with His power. And then revelation comes to you. The next is the, a word of wisdom. Who wouldn't want to know how to overcome any problem? Listen, that's what a word of wisdom is. It is supernatural knowledge of how to overcome any problem. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that instruction? This is what you're supposed to do. This is the house to buy. This is what will work and your son will get a breakthrough. And your daughter will begin, you know, this is how you do this and, 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 and God will supply. Who doesn't want a word of wisdom? We're all facing issues and the Holy Spirit says, I will show up and give you supernatural insight on how to overcome any problem. The last revelatory gift is discerning of spirits. By the way, this is not just cynicism. This is not you just being a suspicious person. This is not the gift of suspiciousness. It's discerning of spirits. It's knowing what is the motivation behind a situation that's going on. It's knowing whether something is the devil. It's knowing whether something is of the flesh or whether or not it's God. It's actually being able to discern in that same meeting where I saw the engagement ring. I, I'm serious, just two, just a couple of moments before that, I, I laid hands on this girl and I prayed the most sublime prayer. It was so simple. It was really simple. I said, like, God, I just bless her to be a carrier of revival and that she'll burn in her generation in Jesus' name. And I moved on. And I'm literally two more people down the down the the row, and all of a sudden I hear this shrieks and screams. And the girl, who was really quiet and hadn't really responded to almost anything in the whole weekend, is now on the floor slithering at me, screaming at the top of her lungs, What have you done to me? She crawls across the floor, grabs my leg, and starts shaking. I just shook her off. And I said, take that demon out of the room, cast it out, she'll be set free. It just wants attention. It wants to rob everybody else of receiving. Take her out. She, they took her out, prayed over her. She got radically set free. I was like a walking out of the meeting, and she's shining like the sun. She's like, ah, so free. I didn't need, like, I mean, discerning of spirits, you need to like this much in that moment to go, yeah, that's a demon. But you can know that that was demonic. You can know the Holy Spirit shows up and says, that's demonic. That's not flesh. That's not God. No, that's a discerning. How many of us, you know, we need discerning of spirits in this hour. There's all kinds of darkness going on and the, and, the, and the enemy shows up as an angel of light. We need discerning of spirits. We need to know what is happening uh, in and around our family, in and around our, our neighbors. We need a, an awareness of the behind the scenes. Why? God gives us the behind the scenes because he wants to totally dismantle the plans of the enemy. What's to totally just annihilate the plans of the enemy? And he'll use you to do that. It's a revelatory gift. The next ones are the spoken gifts. And these are, we'll, we'll talk about tongues next week, but this is different kinds of tongues. It's the power to speak. It's the, the supernatural power to speak a language you never naturally learned. 
It's given by the Holy Spirit. I can tell you story after story connected to that. And the interpretation of tongues is the same thing. It's a supernatural ability to interpret what the Spirit is saying in a language you never naturally learned. It's supernatural when you actually can declare what the Spirit is declaring in another language you never naturally learned. That's what that is. And then there's prophecy, which 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says that we should especially desire to prophesy because it is the power to declare what God is saying. It is this power to declare. This, this word prophecy literally means to roll off the tongue, to spring forth. Jesus said that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He spoke this concerning the Holy Spirit. There is something in you that can partner with God to say what God is saying. It is the power to de declare, edify, exhort, and comfort. It always edifies, exhorts, and comfort. It's, you're not an Old Testament prophet. You are a New Testament saint walking in the gift of prophecy, which is to edify, exhort, and comfort. And then there are the power gifts. The power gifts are, 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 are the gift of faith. Let me, let me explain that one to you. It's where your ability to believe ends and the Holy Spirit starts believing through you. It's the ability to believe God without doubt. Does the Holy Spirit ever doubt God? No, he's God. So supernatural faith shows up and it moves mountains. How many of us are living 1 Corinthians 14:1, pursuing love and earnestly desiring spiritual gifts? How many of you want a mountain to move in your life? If you want a mountain to move, then you need the gift of faith to show up. It's where your ability to be, believe stops, but your partnership with the Holy Spirit begins and he moves mountains. And you speak to those mountains and they move. Then there are the gifts of healings. This is a very interesting. It says gifts of healings. That there are multiple anointings for people to see different kinds of maladies healed. My, um, my former pastor in Lakeland, Pastor Carl Strader, he said, what, uh, the gift that primarily operates in my life, he goes, people get healed 100% of the time, is warts. He says, it's the strangest thing. But there have been kids that come up with their hands completely covered in warts. And he'll pray for them. And literally, it's like God gives them new hands overnight. And so there, there are gifts of healings. And who doesn't want to operate in gifts of healings? Who doesn't want to step into that moment where, where God would heal through you by the power of the Holy Spirit? It's the power to heal. And then there's working of miracles. You would say, well, is that the same thing as healing? Well, healing is a miracle, but that's not, that's not what this is talking about. This is actually talking about, it, it, it's the power to, over natural law. I heard a story from the lips of a missionary herself who told me the time where she walked on water. Because there was a, 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 the, a river was at flood stage and literally the people who were with her were like, we can't cross. And she was just hearing her heart, cross, cross. They watched her walk on water across a river at flood stage. And they were stunned. 
And she went to that village and preached the gospel and revival broke out. She was a nurse. And I want to tell you, God is still doing this kind of thing. He's an amazing God. I'm not telling you to go home and step on your pool and expect that you're going to walk across it, okay? If you're out there with your skimmer walking on water, please take a video. I want to see it. But usually it's connected to the purpose of the kingdom. Most of the time, and I would say pretty much all of the time, because it's distributed by the Holy Spirit as he wants. You say, well, what is the purpose of all of this? What's the purpose of it? It's to testify of Jesus. All of these power gifts are to testify of Jesus. John 15, 26 It says, but when the Helper comes, the Holy Spirit, whom I'll send from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, He will testify of me. This is how the Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus. And the next verse, verse 27 says, and you also will bear witness of me. Guys, God wants us to let the Holy Spirit testify through us. He wants to let uh, he wants us to allow the Holy Spirit to testify. Acts 2:32, I read this this week and it just really sat on my heart is that when they were explaining the moving of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, they used these words in verse 33, it says, "Therefore being exalted to the right hand of God and having received the Father from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear." I want to just make this bold declaration, a move of God's spirit, you can see it and you can hear it. A move of God. You can see it and you can hear it. You say, well, we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. But a move of God, you can see and hear. And unbelievers can see it and hear it. And they can know. They're like, what happened to me? Who is this Jesus that you're preaching about? Who is this Jesus that you're living for? It's a move of God that people can see and hear. And by the way, we've been praying for revival for a long time. And then you showed up. So we said, God, send revival. And you showed up. So that must mean that God doesn't want you to just attend a revival. He wants you to be a revival. He wants you to be this bold demonstration of the gift of God, allowing His power to flow through you, saying, God, I totally trust you. I don't understand everything. I don't even know if I would do it your way. But here I am. Here I am. I trust you. Release a move of your spirit that people can see and hear. I hope you've enjoyed this message on the Holy Spirit from Calvary Church. For more information on this message or to listen to other teachings, visit us at InvernessCalvary.com. Connect with us for all the latest news on services, events, and more through our website or by following us on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks again for listening to this podcast and God bless you.